Blog Talk Radio. Springtime 
If any, you know, it, it's a whole new animal, guys. You know, call me. I'm here eight five five fifty five paid on, as well as my new book, uh, Redefining Greatness: The Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love, which will be out a little bit later on uh, this year. So, like I said, again, happy. Let me just you know, start off with saying happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You know, I had a great time, uh, you know, with my wife, uh, celebrating her, celebrating my mother, uh, my aunt, my sister, um, you know, just hanging out with, with some of the special women, my mother-in-law, um, special women in my life, and, uh, you know, going out to get something to eat, just kind of relaxing. And uh, I hope you guys did the same. You know, one of the things that I, I say or I'd like to say is, uh, you know, specific, a specific shout-out to the single mothers out there, the hardworking, great single mothers who, you know, whose who's hard work and, and dedication often goes unnoticed. You know, we, I'll be honest with you, you know, I'm, I'm, I have two kids. Um, you know, being a parent is not easy. It's a great thing. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a wonderful thing, but it's not easy. And I can only imagine what it would be like to be a single parent. So, and I, and I think about it, just, you know, dealing with two kids. My wife might go out, and I find myself home alone with the kids. I'm just like, wow, you know, this is overwhelming. This is a lot. But I couldn't imagine, you know what I'm saying, just being there, just just me, you know what I'm saying, like on an ongoing basis. So, so you know, again, shout out to all the hardworking single parents out there, and specifically uh, single mothers. Um, one of the things I want to – actually, I want to talk a little bit about politics and some other things, but um, I want to say thank you first. Uh, last week – I was honored uh, with an award by the uh, uh, the su- southeastern Pennsylvania uh, branch of the National Panhellenic Council uh, for you know it's a an award for outstanding contribution uh, contributions to the arts. So that was a really uh, great and, and, and humbling award that I received last week. And I just want to say thank you to you guys for all the congratulations and, and kind words uh, you know associated with that. I posted some pictures on my, uh, you know, social media pages. So, uh, you know, shout out to everybody who was there. It was a really great event. Shout out to the MPAC here in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania for that award. Um, I want to, like I said, you know, everyone is talking about Donald Trump, this Donald Trump, that. Let me just, I want to take a step back real quick. And I just, I said on social media, I said on Facebook, I said, you guys are not woke. You're not woke. You're not. You know, everybody thinks they're so in tune to politics. We had election day on Tuesday, and, and the voter turnout, from what I understand, was abysmal, abysmal across the country specifically. It's all over it, but that's just how it is for the midterm elections. It's, it's not good. And, we, you know, people will talk this and that, oh, we want change, and we're sick of this, and we're sick of that. But at the end of the day, people are not um, – I, I don't even care if people vote or not. I'm not one of those big vote. You gotta vote, but like that's not me. Okay, that is not me. It's never been me. You you do what you want to do. If you want to vote, if there's somebody or people that you want to support, if you have something to say and you want to exercise that that voice through the you know the voting process, then you do that. You know, if you don't want to do that, then you don't do that. You have a right to vote. You have a right to not vote. You know, but my thing is, don't be hypocritical. Do not sit there and say this, that, and the other. But you're not, you know what I'm saying? You're not voting. You know, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't talk about Trump, but not vote for people who are who could possibly offer a solution to the problems that you feel he he, he you know he faces or he's um, 
posing to this this country, um, and and vice versa. You know, just you know, if you vote, great. My issue is people who 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 really don't know anything about the political process, but they just go to vote just because they're afraid not to. You know what I'm saying? Like they're afraid not to vote. They're afraid that if they don't vote, if they don't post a picture on Facebook with that little, you know, the little circle sticker saying I voted, then you know, people will bash you and people will make fun of you. But my thing is half the people with those little stickers, they just went to the voting booth and started pressing buttons. You don't know who you vote. Like, keep it, keep it real. Keep it honest. You just go and press Democrat, Democrat, Democrat across the board when you have no idea what, what that person's political platform even is. I'd rather you not vote than to vote for somebody who might be a psycho, somebody who might be a racist, somebody who might be have an agenda that you, just because they're a Democrat, just because, you know what I'm saying, you don't know what that person is. So if you haven't done your research, it doesn't really make sense to vote for someone if you have no idea what they stand for. One of the things I said on Facebook is all Republicans are not racist, right? That, that's a fact. Democrats don't have the best interests of black people. Listen, there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Democrats, okay, who endorsed Hillary Clinton back in 2008 that were absolutely KKK-affiliated, racist. I saw it, and they were coming out of the woodwork just because Obama was running. And then nobody's talking about this. Like, listen, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Tons of KKK uh, local chapters uh, endorsed Clinton. Tons of openly racist people endorsed Clinton for the simple fact that she was running against Obama and they didn't want to see a black man in office. No one's talking about it. No one's like, oh, did you disavow? Did you, you know, all these these KKK and racist people? Nobody was talking that stuff. But you see what I'm saying? Like, let's, so let's just make sure you guys are are informed of of what's actually going on and who you're supporting and who they support. All right. One thing I said is you're not woke, you're not informed if you're not familiar with people like the Rothschilds and the Bilderberg Group and Bohemian Grove, like this stuff, like the, you know what I mean, like all that stuff. You really got to know how politics is really work working, in, you know what I mean, it, to to get a full understanding of what's going on in America and and around the world. You know, and the last thing I'll say about that is, uh, you know, if you're focusing on the mainstream media. You know, and like you know, CNN and uh, NBC is like your main source of information. You're you're not going to be informed. You're not going to have a full even Fox News, any form of the mainstream media. They have a specific agenda that they push. So if that's like your sole source of information, you can't expect to have the full the full picture. All right. And also too, you know, if we if we look around, and this is one of the reasons why Bill Cosby. Was uh, and I talked about this last week when I was live on there. Uh, you know, it's when I did my special on Kanye West and Bill Cosby. You know, one of the things that Bill Cosby did a lot of was, was talking about how how mothers, how fathers need to do a better job of parenting. You know, we got kids out here, you know, singing the lyrics to Future and Beyonce and Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. You know, rapping about Molly's and Percocets and and lean and loud and all these illegal drugs and guns and gangs and violence, but you know what I'm saying that the same parents of these kids you know, are the ones out here bashing Donald Trump, talking, want to talk politics. I'm like, I need to spend less time talking politics 
and spend more time actually parenting. These kids are running around with their pants sagging, hanging off the ass, you know, having sex, getting pregnant, doing all robbing, killing, posted up on corners, sliding down poles. And people are out here worried about Donald Trump. Tons more important things going on than, than Donald Trump. I hate to, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But kids are out here wilding out. I mean, literally wilding out, like just all types of crazy stuff you can't even imagine. You know, I take my kid to school in the morning, and I see some of these kids running around twerking, twerking in the schoolyard, um, uh, singing all types of uh, crazy song lyrics. I'm just, I'm standing right there looking at them, little, little kids, elementary school kids, like, you know, making sexual gestures and twerking and dancing, you know, seductively, like in the schoolyard. I'm like, yo, and y'all, and these are parents. They're saying parents are out here complaining about Donald Trump, and they and their kids are in the schoolyard twerking, grinding up on little boys, probably be tw- pregnant at, tw- at 13 years old. And they, I mean, am I the only? Am, you know, am I saying something crazy here? Am I tripping? Because you know, what I mean? because I feel like there are more important things out here than uh, than Donald Trump. It's crazy. People's priorities are all over the place. Talking about Kanye West, Meek Mill's be oh he's out of jail. Okay, whoop de doo. You know, people are dying out here. Puerto Rico still has no power. Flint, Michigan is still drinking piss. The water is brown. And people out here worried about Donald Trump. People out here worried about is the is the dress gold or, or black or whatever the heck it is. That what's the what's the the audio saying, Laurel or Yanni? What like who cares? I mean, no disrespect to anyone who you know, who gets all excited about this stuff, but, but really who cares? Like why does why does that stuff matter? Laurel, now, I mean, just that said, I don't hear, I haven't heard anything that sounds even remotely close to Yanni. I don't know if y'all have, but I have only, it's, they're saying Laurel. Like, I don't know what the debate is. I don't know why it's even a question, why it's an issue. I, maybe I haven't heard the right audio, but what I heard is Laurel. But, again, you see how, like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, Kids are starving. Kids are homeless. Veterans are killing themselves. Like our real national heroes are killing themselves several times a day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like every day, all the time, someone just killed themselves. Like that served this country. You know? Shout out to everybody listening around the world, around the country. Um, Facebook Live, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, all that good stuff. Shout out to you guys for, uh, for tuning in. See some people checking in on uh, on, on Facebook. Uh, what what else? And like I said, I want to I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to spend a, the majority of time. Cause I have a lot to to talk about. And again, it's it's called today's special is is entitled the Single Mom's Spring Guide for Successful Dating. Now, like I said earlier, you know, some people, a lot of people have you know, had positive things to say, like, oh, wow, you know, that, that's cool, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's what's up. You know, but a lot of people, you'd be surprised, oh, you know, why are you, why are you, why are you focusing on the single moms? Like, why are you coming at us? Like, what? Coming at you? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Come, what do you mean coming at you? I'm, I'm doing a show from a male perspective specifically designed 
to help single mothers uh, avoid, um, you know, certain situations that often prohibit them and prevent them from having love or or even being taken seriously by, uh, you know, a a man looking for a wife. And so, you know, and that's just kind of how life goes. Um, Sometimes people will support what you do. Other times people will not support what you do. And and I'm fine with that. Um, But, you know, before I even get into it, this is not, you know, this is not an attack. Um, This is not bashing. This is uh, specifically being done to, because um, I, I really, like I said earlier, I really appreciate the hard work that often goes into um, being a single mother, raising children, when you don't have uh, a lot of times the, a father in the home, uh, you don't have a, uh, you know, a steady source of uh, financial support from that father. I know exactly how much, you know, tuition is. I know how much milk costs. I know how much that target uh, Bill is, you know, every every couple days you're running back and forth to pick up diapers and milk and uh, wipes, uh, whether baby formula, whatever, all that stuff is expensive. So, you know, I get it. Uh, you know, then you then you add on top of that, just trying to have some type of social life. It's tough. You know, I give all the credit in the world to single moms, definitely. You know, but I, like I said, as a man. Um, I feel like I have a unique perspective, a, a unique opportunity uh, that I'm able to offer, you know, to help, you know, maybe increase the chances, increase the likelihood of, of you having love, in addition to, you know, being a great single mother. And, and many women I have, you know, you guys know, tons of women that I've worked with, you know, are now married, are now, you know, engaged. Um, so, yeah, so I want to I do that. So, but, yeah, shout out to all the great moms. And I, let me just say this, because I, I, you know me, I, this would not be me, this would not be my show uh, if I didn't keep it real. You know what I mean? If I, if I gave a sugar-coated uh, perspective, because I don't, you know me, I don't do that. The reality is, is that, yeah, shout out to the great mothers, but we got to keep it honest. The reality is all mothers, all single mothers are not great mothers. I mean, can we can we be honest about that? I mean, we, you know, and I, I guess I want to talk about some things that, to do, but also some things not to do. You know, I know, I know, mom, I was just talking to one of my homies about this. I know moms who have let dudes come over and smash on the vestibule, you know what I'm saying, right in the little enclosed porch while the kids are playing in another room, you know, while the kids are sleeping upstairs. I told you all many years ago, and I met this woman at, a, at, a, at an event, and, uh, you know, we exchanged numbers or whatever. I, you know, came back, we were, had a conversation. And uh, I forget how exactly it went, but she that we established that I would go over to her place. And I knew she had kids or a child. You know, we didn't really get into it. But when I got over there, I found out that this chick had five kids that were all upstairs. I'm like, whoa, what the heck? And so, yeah, I had to go. I'm like, yo, you, you know what I mean? I said, you're a little too fertile for me. I, you know, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'll holler at you another time. But, yeah, man, that, like for me, that's not ideal. You don't bring a guy you just met um, over to your crib at 9 o'clock at night, you know, while your kids are sleeping. I mean, you know, or, or, or upstairs, so, you know, cause what kid is asleep at 9 o'clock? You know, let's, 
Let's be honest about that. That's when they're supposed to be going to sleep, right? But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, and tons of other stuff. I mean, let's be honest. You look at social media, you know, how many, how many you know, pages have you guys seen profiles with, with, with you know, ass shots, uh, cleavage, uh, duck lips, um, you know, traveling all over, bikini shots. And, you know, I, I'm not judging, but at the same time, these kids out here, in my opinion, they deserve better. They deserve better. My daughter is six. My son is three. And, you know, from my perspective, you know, not even my perspective. I mean, it's a fact that these kids watch everything that you do. So because of that reality, you know, whether it's social – I mean, I could be like, for example, I could be looking on my phone and a video could play or, or, or not. I could just be scrolling down. My son comes out of nowhere. Oh, Dad, let me see. Ooh, let me see, Daddy. Like, what the heck? Yo, get out of here. You know what I mean? My daughter, don't let my daughter come over. She's actually reading the comments. She's actually reading. She reads very well for a six-year-old. She's, like, you know, reading everything and seeing everything as it's actually happening. So it's like you have a responsibility to make sure that what's, what they're seeing, what you're putting out there, because they're going to see it, they're gonna have, it's going to have an effect on them. You know, I, like, for example, I could just scroll by a picture, three-year-old son, oh, mommy, oh, daddy. And, like, he'll just recognize us out the pictures. Oh, there's Aubrey. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, imagine when he sees you post up, posted up half naked. Imagine when he sees, oh, you're, you're, you're you know, bent over with the duck lips. Like, kids see this stuff. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like a lot of times, I'm the only person that, you know, that has an issue with that, that, that sees a problem with that, you know, and it's gotten to the point where it's just commonplace in today's society. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about, you know, the spring. I'm going to talk about dating, uh, you know, how to have successful dates, but also just, to, you know, how to have a successful way of life, a godly way of life, a virtuous way of life you know, that will not only improve your relationship with God, but prove your uh, your positioning in society to the point where you can be viewed as the best possible woman. See, a lot, and I think this is a good place to start. A lot of women in today's society don't realize that th- there are levels, not to be cliche, but there are levels of women. You know, like, for example, you know, when a man is single, you know, there are women, he's going to look at women differently. He's going to look at some women as, you know, fun, you know, some women in, in a sexual manner. He's going to look at other women in a, a possible, get, you know, getting to know you manner, the possible life, possible relationship. But if you present yourself like a freak, if you present yourself like, you know, you're just like one of these, these chicks out here, what they call a thought, you're not going to be, there's going to be zero likelihood of anything ever progressing past the bedroom. And when I say the bedroom, I really mean the couch. The women aren't getting to the bedroom, right? I mean, you know, you ever, like, come on, let's be honest, let's keep it real. Y'all ever had sex with a man, ladies, like, on his couch? Like, you're watching, they're doing the whole Netflix and chill, and y'all get it in on the couch? Like, that's not situational. That's actually by design. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of women, and men will tell you this, they won't tell you this, but, we talk amongst ourselves. 
a lot of women aren't even worthy of getting into the bedroom. Forget, I'm not even talking about relationships and getting wives. I'm talking about you're not even worthy of the the sex in the actual bed. That's how li- how um, how not so good some of these women are being. You know, I'm not. I'm just saying, ladies, that's not how you want to be viewed. Okay, that's not how you want to be viewed by these men. You want to be viewed as you know, not ironically, not even in a sexual way. You you want to be the type of woman where he's like, you know what? No, I don't even want to hit that because. I feel like we could really have something. Now, a lot of women are hearing this and say, well, now, what man is that? No, it's it's actually a lot of men. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of men that will tell their homies, like, no, I don't even want to hit that. I'm going to go ahead and have sex with her or, you know what I'm saying, I'm just going to try to get to know her because they don't even want to take a chance at ruining something potentially great. And it's like, no, I'm not even going to push up on her because she, she might be the one. I don't want to mess it up with the whole sex thing. Trust me, ladies, that, that conversation happens. So if you're getting a man, you know, and all he wants to do every time he sees you is, is, is you know, jump your bones, then, you know what I mean, that's, you know, that's how he's viewing you. That's what it is. So let, I, I want to talk, like I said, I want to talk about single moms. I want to talk about dating. Um, You know, first of all, everyone is talking about this royal wedding. I want to talk about, I mentioned, you know, the royal wedding um, on the ad for the show today. I want to talk about that a little bit. And I, when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit, because I, I honestly uh, don't care about it. Um, I'm not one of those people that gets, like, you know, super excited about, um, you know, these celebrities, the the, the royal family. Like, it's not um, really that interesting to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting in the sense that something like this has never happened before. You know, we have a, an African-American woman who is um, getting married to a prince, um, you know. And, and, you know, I guess, the, I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't have too much to say about it because that's the most interesting thing about it. Um, I don't know too much about Prince Harry uh, to say anything good or bad about him. I haven't really followed their relationship or their dating situation to, to the point where I have a whole bunch of, commentary on it. Like, that's not what I do. I don't really care. I just don't care. And for me, you know, I really don't care about a lot of this stuff, but the only reason you hear me talking about certain things is because there's often a lesson that I can use to, to teach, you know, and, and to offer uh, women who might find themselves in a similar situation. That's why you might hear me use certain people as examples. Like Taraji P. Henson, you hear me use, uh, have a lot more to say about her. Um, I mean, the reality is I don't have a lot to say about Meghan Markle because, you know, not too many women are going to end up marrying a prince. So it's not really uh, that applicable. Um, So, but, no, I wish them the best. Um, Am I going to watch the wedding on on TV if they show on TV? No. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, unless my wife is watching it, I might check it out. But me personally, I don't really have – um, you know, a, uh, a a desire to follow what's going on with them. I'm sorry to disappoint people who were looking for more insightful commentary on, on the royal wedding. Um, you know, Prince Harry seems like a nice guy. I might watch the Lifetime movie. You know, they're doing a Lifetime movie about the tour. I mean, I may watch it. I may not. Like, I don't, it's just, you know, it's one of those things I just don't really care about. One of the things I have seen is um, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people, specifically women hating 
uh, oh, well, she's not black. Y'all calling her black. She's not. Listen, let me just say one thing about this. I, I don't get caught up in that. You know, the whole, uh, what's the name, uh, Tay Diggs thing, and, and he has a white uh, a white baby's mother who, and there was a debate of how she should classify herself, um, Tiger Woods. and Listen, listen, what y'all got to realize is this. If, if you are biracial, okay, like meaning you're black and you're white, you're equally black as much as you are white. Now, while society view that man, you know, that little boy as a black man or a black boy or a black woman, it, it's, it's up to that individual to determine how they want to be classified. You cannot say, I mean, everyone's talking, you know, don't judge them and don't judge this. That's like everyone's favorite, you know, scripture, which is the most, one of the most commonly misused and misreferenced uh, Bible verses out there. But that's what everybody wants to say. But you're here you are telling someone how they should classify their own race. How can you, especially when you have a black dad and a white mom? You're black and you're white. You know what I mean? Like, you have to understand, there's nothing wrong with saying you're biracial, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you have a black father but an Italian mother and you love your father and you, and you love your mother, there's nothing wrong with saying you're biracial. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, I'm mixed. There's nothing wrong with that. If they, a lot of y'all like to say, I'm mixed, and y'all ain't mixed with nothing. Y'all got a black dad and a black mom. He ain't mixed. He's black. But if we're, if we're talking cultures, like if you have a Japanese father with a black mother, yeah, you might look, you might look black. Or you might, it doesn't matter if you might look mixed. You, it's up to you to, to say, hey, this is how I classify myself. And I, I can't tell you you're wrong for how you view yourself or because you want to honor both sides of your family equally, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying somebody saying that they're biracial. That doesn't mean you're a sellout. That doesn't mean you're an Uncle Tom, a coon, or whatever these ridiculous terms people come up with. It just means you want to honor both sides of your family, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. So I don't know what she is. I don't know if she's black, if she's white, if she's – I really don't know what she is. And I, to be honest with you, I don't care if she's a beautiful woman. I tell you that. I tell you, you know what I mean? That's, who, that's what the fellas will tell you. I don't know anything outside of that. To me, it just, it just doesn't really matter. You know, and I suspect that a lot of people focusing on, you know, her, her, uh, her heritage, you know, and her nationality, her race, are people who are actually hating. You know, they're hating the fact that she's married. She's going to be a prince, a real-life princess. A lot of people, a lot of y'all, you know, dressed up as princesses, growing up. You know, that's nothing to hate on. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, you know, congratulate her. Wish her the best. Wish him the best. I'm not, I don't know them to say anything bad about them. You know what I mean? So that, but that's just my perspective. I try to be a positive person. I like to congratulate. But, but yeah, Taraji P. Henson, you know, let me say this. She's not somebody who you guys have heard me spend a lot of time talking on, talking about over the years. 
I may have mentioned her uh, as far as some of the the roles that she's played. You've heard me talk a lot about her role on Empire. Uh, a few months ago, you guys heard one of my, in my opinion, one of my most uh, important shows, which was on on African American women in Hollywood, and how basically every leading lady uh, on on television, uh, you know, in, in an African American role, is being is viewed is portrayed as an adulterer, you know. So from that perspective, <clears throat> excuse me, from that perspective, you've heard me mention Taraji P Henson. Uh, you know, being a married woman, you know, just really epitomizing every negative stereotype that's historically been associated with African-American women. You've heard me talk about that, um, but you haven't heard me speak a lot about her, really, probably, if anything, uh, I can think of, because she's, for the most part, kept her dating life private, which I respect. Um, I can't name you know, anyone, now that I think about it, anyone that she's even dated, um, you know, whether it's, you know, celebrities or things like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's rare. I mean, who, how many celebrities can you actually say that about? Like, who the heck has Taraji P. Henson dated since she's been in Hollywood? I can't, wow, I can't name not one person, you know, which is interesting. But, so I will, and I, from what I understand, she's been with this dude uh, for a couple years. He proposed. Uh, you know, she's happy. He seems happy from what I've seen, you know, about him. Congratulations to them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here. See, a lot of people get it twisted. They, you know, you, you know, you, you wishing bad on people. Now, I'm not wishing bad on anyone. But what I've said in the past is, and what I'll say now, is that it, it doesn't matter who the person is. You can wish somebody the best all you all you want, but you cannot have. A, a successful relationship with a foundation of emotional unavailability. Okay, that's it. Just it doesn't work. You know, I, I could, I'll say that about anyone. I'll say that about someone I know, someone in my family, anybody. If you're emotionally unavailable, you know, dealing with a man who is someone who is not, you know, living their life for Christ and you know, walking on on a right path and striving to to be the best possible man he can be and the best father, husband, all that, it, it's not going to work. No matter what, how much you want it to work, it's not going to. So that's why I always encourage women to, one, uh, you know, really focus on achieving that 100% emotional availability, um, you know, praying for the, you know, God to bless them with the right man and, um, you know, just really trying to do things the right way. Otherwise, you can be as nice as you want to be, but that relationship is, is not going to work. You know, that's what I do. If you, you know, like I said earlier in the show, 855-55-DAY-DAY, call me, set up a free consultation. If you, if you have questions about whether or not, you know, you're emotionally unavailable, maybe you don't know what that term means, call me, inbox me, ask day on at Gmail, um, you know, whatever, however you need to get in touch with me, we can sit down and talk about that. Um, but, yeah, Taraji, uh, you know, congratulations to them. I don't know the, the guy's name. Um, I mean, one thing I'll say about it is, and I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I hate to say this, but because I don't know for a fact, but unfortunately, when I look at Taraji P Henson, and I don't know her, like I said, but just from the uh, the the interviews or the you know the uh, you know the interviews that I've seen, the the award shows that she's you know maybe presented on or even hosted. Just times I've seen her out and about in the public eye in the industry, 
she, you know, there does not seem to be a lot of uh, difference between the personality of Taraji P. Henson, Key Lion. All right. Now, again, like I, said, I don't know her. Um, I don't know her personally. But from what I've seen, they're just, you know, she seems to have kind of like that that same type of aggressive uh, personality and uh, that whole Cookie Lion uh, personality. Even when I've seen her talking about Cookie, playing the character Cookie, she said, look, that's, she said, I put a lot of myself into that character. Um, and so I don't, and I don't know how well that bodes for, uh, you know, for a successful marriage. I don't know. You know, too many men who would want to be married to Cookie Lion. But, again, I don't know that to be her. That may just be, you know, an act. That might just be her Hollywood persona. I don't know. I hope that's not her. Because, again, Cookie Lion, in my opinion, is, you know, hands down the absolute worst representation of an African-American woman on television that I personally have ever seen. You know, like I said, it, it, it epitomizes every negative stereotype that's ever been associated with black women, black women, every single one of them. And it's one of the reasons why, um, why Empire, like, you know, just came out and it took off the way it did because it, it fits a particular agenda. And anything that fits a particular agenda you know, Hollywood, the entertainment industry, they're going to latch onto it and going to ride it to the wheels fall off. And Empire on so many levels, I mean, the dysfunctional black family, the uh, adulterous, loud, obnoxious, criminal black woman, the murdering black father, the, you know, just, I mean, all of the drug use, the mental problems, the homosexual, I mean, dang, do they have a black man that loves white women? I mean, literally, Empire is like, a walking stereo, negative stereotype for, for the black community. I mean, like literally every single thing you can think in empire from a negative perspective. There isn't one positive quality about any of the characters on empire whatsoever. And But that's, again, that's why we love it, and that's why we support it, and that's why it has been on, you know, it's been a major, major hit on on uh, Fox, and uh, and will continue to be until it you know ends in a few years, and then it will have another life in syndication, and that's just what it's going to be. And then there will be another, and then another, and then another. You know that's just how this thing goes. And and we let me just say this: we have to, you know, make a decision at some point. You know, this is again this a lot of this is what Bill Cosby was talking about before he before all this rape stuff came about by how we as a community need to stop supporting foolishness and stop supporting uh, people in things that, that make us look buffoonish. Loving hip-hop, basketball wives, um, Pyre, Beyonce, you know, Nicki Minaj, like the music we listen to, all that stuff. You know, and a lot of this, because like I said, I, I want to take today, take this opportunity to talk about single single moms and how to have that success. But I'll be honest with you, ladies, there's nothing like, let me just say this, a lot of women 
and I'll just say there's a common misconception about dating in general that I'll even say there's a negative connotation associated with dating a single parent because of a lot of things I just mentioned. But the reality is if you are – see, first of all, kids are not a problem. Let me just put that out there. Kids are not – no man. Be clear about this. I want to make this crystal clear because I know there are going to be a lot of single moms that listen to this live and listen over and over and over when they see the, the links post and things like that. There are not any men that I've ever met, okay? I've never come across a man. I've never been. I, and this is someone who was saying that I just didn't want to date a single mom, like, you know what I'm saying, like when I was single. But that wasn't because of the children. You see what I'm saying? See, most men got to understand, even men that have no problem dating a single mom, they have no problem with the kids. The issue is not with the children. Nobody really cares about having a blended family. It's like if you're a grown man, they're over 30, over 40, you kind of expect it. You know what I mean? Like most of us at this point are grown. We're like over 35, over 40 a lot of times. So it's like you, you meet someone. When they say they have kids or a child, they're not going to be shocked. So that's not really a problem. The problem is where you have the emotional unavailability associated with those children. What do I mean by that? What does that even mean? Well, one of the things that I mean is the, 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 first, the first question is going to be, where's the father? Okay, like what's going on with, the, with, with his dad, with her dad, whatever. Well, you know, we're we're still friends, and you know, we still kind of we hang out sometimes, and you know, he's well, he's in his life. Oh yeah, he's in his life. No, we he sees me. He's a good father. The the first thought is okay, that dude is still hitting. Now again, that 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 may not that may or may not be true, but I can probably any man that that says this or says otherwise, I can promise you is lying to you. The first thought is going to be your child's father is having sex with you, okay? That's what he's thinking. The first, that's, I'm not going to say it's a red flag, but that's the thought. That's like the first thing. Once in your reaction to that, most women's answer to that question or that assumption, really, is where the red flags come in. Right, you see what I'm saying? It's like okay, you. It's almost like you have to, and it shouldn't be like this, but it is, ladies. And so, if you're a single mom, you need to understand: the moment you meet someone, you're going to have to disprove the assumption that there's sex going on between you and your child's father. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how you can say, oh, you know, well, you know what happens to those who assume and this and that and da da da. You can say whatever you want to say. But I'm telling you, I'm giving you a blueprint. If you're a single mother, your number one priority should be for your, as far as the dating process goes, it needs to be to let that man know what the relationship is. And, and 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 the fact that there is no sex going on, this person is not active in your life. However, he's you know he can be very much so active in the child's life, but that he needs to just understand that there are boundaries there. 
You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to get caught up in any drama. There's a lot of women out here. There's a lot of women out here without children. So if he's going to invest time and energy and emotions and money into a woman in a situation where there are children involved, that's fine, and he'll have no problem doing that under the right circumstances. He just needs to know that everything is on the up and up. So the next question is, well, how do I do that? You know, what, what do I do, Dana? I'm like, what do I, how do I show him that? How do I assure this great guy that's come into my life that, yeah, I have a child's father, but he pays his child support, he spends time with his kids, but me and him aren't having any late-night sex sessions. How do I do that? Well, the, the great thing is you just you, you, you be honest. You know, we live in a society where, you know, there's, there are a lot of lies of omission. You know, they're, it's like, well, don't ask, don't tell. You know, and one of the best ways to build trust in today's society uh, and, and, and when dating is to just be forthcoming. You know what I'm saying? Like if something happens, you know, your baby's father pops up or something happens, just let him know. Did you need to tell him that? No, you didn't necessarily need to. You didn't owe him that. You don't owe him anything. You just met him. goes a long way in building trust and building transparency. So I always say, hey, look, just be honest. Because, like I said, the thoughts are going to be there no matter what. You don't have to tell them anything about your ex. You can just try to date and date and date and, no, you know, never mention the ex and just kind of assume that he's cool with y'all's situation, even though you never told him about your situation or the dynamic of your situation. You can do that if you want to, but it's, it make a little bit more sense to be open and honest and, and, and transparent with this person so they feel comfortable. We, we've gotten away from comfort in today's dating society. It's all about what I want to do or what, I, what I'm allowed to do. I don't owe you nothing. I don't have to return your text immediately. I don't have to uh, tell you if I go on a date with somebody else. And, you know, it's like there's a lot of game playing. The way, one of the major ways that you get wiped up, so to speak, is to be honest. That's, that's become somewhat of a novelty in today's society, honesty. And, I'm, and that's on both sides. You know, a lot of times you have men who are playing games, so because the men are playing games and the women know these men are playing games, you know, the women in turn play games. But one of the things i got to tell you, ladies, is that, and that's why one of the reasons the Bible speaks so much about uh, dating and, and, and relationships and marriages and just interactions between men and women is because, you, you know, you guys are not – it's a game you can't win. It's a, it's a game it's not designed for you to win, ladies. You can't like, – there are a lot of female game players. But the difference is this. Let me tell you the difference. Men, men play games to have sex with multiple women. So this is what I mean. So if you have a man, ladies, that's playing a game with you, you feel like, oh, he's playing games. His reasoning for playing games is because he wants to have sex with you and he wants to have sex with multiple other women. And so it, it, it's, he's trying to be a player. So that's his game. That's his reason for playing the game. Unless you're just a hoe. Like most women, yeah, there's a lot of game playing being played by women, but your game, ladies, is not – that your goal is not to get the most sex that you can. 
right? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, how many women are just out here having to have out here trying to have sex with multiple men? That's really yeah. You many women may end up doing that, but that's not the goal. That's not true. Like men, the goal is sex. Women, a lot of times, the goal is to avoid getting hurt, right? That's really and so in doing that, like I know women, for example, a lot of women will they will like a guy, they'll date a guy, they'll like him. They're like, okay, he's cool, but because they've been hurt in the past, you know, like they don't even sleep with that guy. And so their feelings really become strong for that man. So they're dating this guy, they're sleeping with this guy. But a lot of times when they feel like things are getting too too serious, they'll back off. They'll maybe date an ex-boyfriend or they'll hook up with a, with another guy that's on their heels, Right. And so what often happens is they sleep with that other guy within a week or two week period and now it's like, Oh man, now I'm caught up in this in my own little game. But that isn't necessarily because they like this other guy so much. A lot of times if it's an ex, you know you're that you know that ex you know, ain't a good dude. You know he's not the one for you, but you just got caught up in that to avoid getting hurt because you were getting too close to the new guy. And so that's where these games end up becoming a real problem. So, and one of the things I even say, I even said online, I said, ladies, never waste the best years of your life dealing with a man that will never truly commit to you. Because that's what we have here, right? I mean, isn't that what's going on? Like, I know women, some women who you look on their Facebook page, either they'll say single Right or and nowadays a lot of times it just doesn't say anything, it doesn't give you any indication uh, as to what you're doing. Now let me just tell you, first of all, ladies, take that off, or not take it off, but just put up there. You know, put sing like right now. If you are a single woman listening to this show, page doesn't say anything. Really ask yourself why. Is it because you you're dealing with someone? You're dealing with a few people. You want to just kind of keep your options open. Is it because you're ashamed of being 40 and single, 37 and single, so you just would rather people not know rather than kind of see that you're single? The reality is men are seeking confident, honest, open, and forthcoming women. If you're single, then just say you're single, right? But what happens is a lot of times, is when you've been dealing with somebody for eight years, for ten years, for five years, whatever the case is, you've been dealing with this guy's sex, you know, you fight, you argue, you break up, you make up, right? And it's just an ongoing cycle. You you fall out, then you make up. But while you're falling out with the dude, you know, you, you, you meet somebody else or on Tinder or on Match, you never deactivated your eHarmony uh, account, so you're constantly meeting guys. Right, but you still got this one dude that you go to for sex every time you get a little itch that you need scratched. And so you leave that single classification off of your Facebook page for that very reason. A lot of it is a lot of it is shame. A lot of it is like I say, you just don't want to put yourself out there like that. But the reality is when we as men see that, it's a red flag. And it doesn't matter why, because it could be a number of other things I just named. But it is, please understand what I'm saying to you. 
it is a red flag, ladies. All right? And a lot of the time it's because you don't want to offend that ex, right? You don't want to offend that ex that you've been dealing with because in his mind, oh, she's not messing with nobody else. But a lot of times if you put single up there, you go, oh, what you trying to do? What you trying to attract dudes? What you trying to you broadcasting the fact that you're single now? Oh, what you trying to move on? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But see, and that's where that's where a lot of times it becomes problematic, and that's where it becomes a game. That's why it's best to just cut off that dude, babies. How many? I mean, let's just be honest. How many single moms? That's what we're talking about today. How many single mothers have a friend with benefits? Let's just let's just be honest about this. You know, like, I mean, I mean, I know tons and tons and tons of single moms who have friends with benefits. So how many do you guys know? And I'm not again. I'm not. This isn't told y'all before. This isn't to judge. This is just to explain what these men are looking for, or in this case, not looking for. It is impossible, ladies. I mean, especially. I mean, no disrespect, but if, especially if you're a single mom. I really hate to say it like that, but if you're a single mom, and there's nothing wrong with being a single mom, but if you're a single mom, you got to have all your ducks in a row. There is no room for error because it is harder. It is harder to get wiped up if you're a single I'm not going to say that a lot of y'all and say that it's not, but I am going to tell you how to do it. But if you're a single mom, you have to have the best personality. You have to make it abundantly clear that there is no other men in your life. Because, again, the, the thought and the assumption is that you're already sleeping with somebody, the, the baby's father. And God forbid that you're sleeping with someone who's not your baby father, then you just, you just, you're looking for punishment. You're looking for pain. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you got a single, uh, excuse me, you got a you know, child's father, and you got a couple other dudes that you that you're dealing with. You must just want to be single. You just say, you know, I'm good. I don't want a child, a, a father from a stepfather for my kids. You got to cut all that stuff off. You got to cut those dudes off. You got to cut the sex off. You got to you got to do it. Now again, that what I often find is that a lot of women are they they are kind of they've given themselves an escape route. You know, they give, they've given themselves a safety net. I've even had women tell me, like, hey, you know what, they done, you know. I, I was, and women have actually told me this. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. People who have told me this are listening. Shout out to you guys. But women have actually said, hey, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stop our sessions. You know, you've helped me a lot. I appreciate what you've done for me. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stop for a while because I feel like God is calling me to be single. I just, I just kind of put the phone away from my ear when I hear it. I say, what? What are you talking about? You, you just, you, this whole time, you've been, we've been talking about how much you want love. Now you're saying you want to be single? God has called you to be single? Yeah. I just feel like, you know, this is my season of uh, God is calling me to just be single. And I'm fine with that. It's fine. It's, it's okay. I said, well, it doesn't, that's, I don't think that, it, well, the Bible says, the Bible I read says, God wants you to have the desires of your heart. So where in that desire of your heart does it say that you want to be single? Like, I don't think that's what you really want. Yeah, it's not really what I want, but I feel like that's what God wants for me. So I'm just going to go ahead and be single. And so, you know, that's usually how that goes. And so that's the the escape route. 
the safety net. Because it's kind of like you when a lot of women get to a point where thing is working out, all these guys seem to be losers, so they they give up. They give up on on love. And and they say, you know, I'm just I'm fine with being I have my kids, I have my child's father. I know we're not going to be together, but at least he can fulfill my sexual needs from time to time and, you know, do what he needs to do for my kids. And, and you know what, that's okay for me. That's, that's good enough. And if anyone can relate, and I know a lot of women can relate. You know Most people won't admit to that, but I know for a fact that many women can relate to that. I just want you to know that that's not, that's not what God wants for you. One. Two, you don't have to have that life. You can actually have it all. Like I told you earlier, there's the men out here are perfectly fine with doing the Brady Bunch thing. It's perfectly fine for the right woman. Perfectly fine. I know many, many women who have kids where they meet a man where he has kids. And, you know, one of my best friends, Osha, you guys know Osha. Shout out to him. Done some great shows here together over the years. But he married a single mom. And, you know, I don't even call his kids his stepkids. Those, that's just his kids. They, they never had kids, you know, of his own. But he married a woman with, with two kids and loves her. He loves those kids. Those are his kids. Yeah, and they've been married longer than I've been married. I don't know what. I don't even know how long at this point. You know what I'm saying? Over 10 years. So, I mean, and, and he's he's you know, he's as, as, as uh, good of a man, as, as Christian of a man as you'll ever meet, a pastor, in fact. So point is that it's possible. It's absolutely possible to have love. You just have to be the best possible woman. You've got to. Like I said, you got to cut off those dudes. you got to cut off the sex. So, again, never waste the best years of your life dealing. And if you look on the page at the quote, I put the quotation marks around dealing. Because that's really what it is. You're dealing with a man. You're not with the man. You're not in a relationship. You're dealing with a man that will never truly commit to you. He'll sleep with you, but he, he won't commit to you. Some of the ladies say over the last couple weeks, oh, they dying. I mean, I, I, you know, I love you. I love your show. You know, you've been talking a lot about Donald Trump. You've been talking a lot about Kanye West. You've been talking about Meek Mill. You've been talking about everything aside from what we love you for, which is the dating. I said, you know, you're right. You're right. My bad. I said, so I'm going to give you all what you all want. I said, tune in on, on Thursday. I'm going to give you what you want. Because I, I get it. I, I understand. But sometimes I, get, I, I get a little carried away with society. There's always so much to talk about, so. I got to talk about it, but no, I'm going to get back to, you know, get back to this stuff. But so an, another thing that I put just the other, uh, the other day, and again, the guys just tuning in, this is the single mother's guide, excuse me, the single mother's spring guide, specifically for spring, the spring guide for successful dating. And let me just tell you why I put, why, why, why I put the spring classification on it. One thing I got to understand is this. If you guys have ever heard any of my specials on cuffing season, um, you know that cuffing season is the months from, I say, you know, October up to, say, now. You know what I mean? Like April, May, you know, and, and, and after that, you know, you're locked down, it's cold outside, 
you know, you just kind of you're, you're dealing with these these guys in these situations. The men are cuffing you, right? That's what that is. You're kind of cuffing you to the bedpost. They're doing what they want to do. And then after that, after it gets warm, the, the men, they, they just do this whole ghosting thing that everyone's talking about. They disappear. They call it the Wesley Snipes syndrome, disappearing it. You know, they leave. You never hear from them again, or they, or they distance themselves. And so that's the, that's the – so in the spring, there's something special and unique about the spring season because, like, men are coming and going. You're just – you know, men are on the, the hunt. They're on the prowl. They're looking for new women. So you're going you're gonna to get a lot of those, um, hey, beautiful, hey, sexy, long time no see, those text messages because they're looking to expand their roster. You know, they're tired of the women that they've been dealing with all winter long, so now they're looking for new women, new sex. So my point is that, ladies, you're going to be a, uh, you should expect a lot of action, you know, a lot of new things come, being thrown your way. But one of the things I said online is if you're constantly searching for a man to make you whole, you'll always be incomplete. Like I, I, and the reason why I say that is, I, you know, I know a lot of women. I've actually had women, many women, say to me, you know, like, I'm good. Like, I got, you know, I keep my body tight. You know, I go to the gym. I work out. I've got a good job. Just bought a house, this and that. It's like I, all I need now is a man. And, and not only will they say that they need a man, they will basically let you know that they feel incomplete without a man, and, and, and it's like that is not healthy. That is not healthy. It's not healthy to feel like a man has to complete you, okay? And, and if you do feel that way, you you will be incomplete because it, a man can't complete. First of all, only God can complete you, you know what I mean? So until you have that healthy relationship with God, You'll never be satisfied, even if you have a man in your bed. And one, and then on the flip side of that, once you have God, you won't be searching. You will understand what the word says, which is, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. But the key word there is good thing, right? You have to actually be good. You can't be classified as being good if you're, if you're seeking completion from a man. A lot of women out here are thirsty, right? They, 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 I did one of my favorite shows, and listen to go back and listen to this show if you if you never heard it, if you're a newer listener, just Google thirst trap. Google thirst trap on the Dayton Tolbert show and listen to that special I did on thirst traps. A lot of women are doing a post that are setting these thirst traps, the ass shots, the the sex games, the the cleavage, the booty. I mean, it's all types of thirst traps out there. You know, I mean, I've seen it all. Like some of y'all post, y'all posting Bible verses under the under the swimsuit, under the cleavage stuff. I'm like, well, where they do that at? Like, how how are you posting a thought pic with with the cat with a Bible verse inscription, uh, scripture as the caption? I mean, y'all talking about some blessed. I couldn't be more blessed. All you see is breasts. Like, what? What kind of stuff is this? Now, y'all Instagram boys, so, and the thing of funny thing is, some of these Instagram posts aren't lining up with the Facebook posts. Like with me, 
if I post something on Instagram, chances are you're going to see that same post on, on Facebook. But not sure. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just curious. I mean, no one's going to answer this. No one's actually going to admit this. But how come the bikini shot ends up on on Instagram but never makes its way over to Facebook? What's the What's the difference? What's the significance of Instagram? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what is the video? Mom is not on Instagram. She don't know about Snapchat yet, but she knows about Facebook. She said, no, nah, I'm going to leave that on IG. Instagram, but but nowhere on Facebook. I guess Facebook is like the the place for respectability. You know what I mean, that's the. I guess that's like the more prof- before it was LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn used to be the professional the the professional spot. Now now I guess Facebook is supposed to be for professional. Where Instagram and Snapchat is for the is for the uh, the thirst trap. <laughs> I can't keep. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's not, it's funny. <laughs> Nah, um, but no, nah, but seriously though. So don't, you know, don't go on, you know, social media or or anywhere, constantly searching for a man to make you whole. Right? I mean, it's you, that's you cannot do that. And the and the funny thing, the best women, you can tell they're complete already. Like so, it's not like they're not pressed, they're not thirsty. They just, they're just, they cool. They're just cool. She's like, yeah, I'm single, but me being single does not define me. Me being single does not depress me. And you can, when you meet those women, it's like, okay, that's what's up. I can work with this. But some women, it's like you meet them and it's like, all right, so what are we doing? When, when are we getting married? When are we, what's the, what are we doing here? Like, all right, you just had sex with me, but so are we together or what? Like, whoa, slow down. You know, one of the things, you know, and also speaking of that, one of the things I said online is, uh, and this is actually in my new book, but I said, any any man, ladies, because, you know, with the spring, the summer, there comes a lot of game. You know, there comes a lot of Match.com, eHarmony. I'm working with a few women now on, on online dating, doing some private uh, consulting on online dating, how to find love that way. And one of the things that they're reporting back is that they're seeing, they're finding a lot of men who are telling them that they need to experience them sexually, right, before getting into any type of serious committed relationship. I said, whoa, these dudes out here, they're, they're just bold. And that's just don't, don't get into that, ladies. If a man tells you that he needs to experience you sexually before giving you his heart, isn't worthy of receiving yours. Okay, guard your heart against those types of dudes. And that, and that, I mean, understand, there are a lot of, that's like the new thing. Guys are telling women straight up, like, look, sex is a part of dating. Sex definitely is a part of marriage. So if I'm going to consider dating you or marrying you, I need to experience it. And a lot of women, because they've never heard the Data on Tolbert show, because in many cases, they don't have a father to tell them otherwise. They don't necessarily have that relationship with a pastor or some strong father figure that can tell them that's nonsense. They're falling for that stuff. They're like, all right, well, all right, well, you know, I guess I could, guess I could show them a little something. I guess I could give them a little taste, you know, taste of things to come, and, and, and that always ends in disaster because. 
that little taste is not going to sustain him. It never does. And not, it's not even about being sustained. It's, the bottom line is once he hits, he's gone. So whereas you're thinking, okay, I'll give him a little something, and this will be the beginning of it, keep him, keep him interested. No, ironically, that's what's causing him to lose interest. I, I posted something many years ago, and people looked at me like I was crazy. I said, women. I said, what did I say? I said, ladies, you can never keep a man with sex. I said, however, sex is a great way to help you lose a man. They, you, I, that was like eight, seven, eight years ago. Women looked at me like I was crazy. I should have seen it. I think these debates now would be crazy. No, they looked at me like I was crazy. They couldn't understand it. They said, what do you mean? They said, what do you mean sex is going to help me lose a man? This was right around the time Think Like a Man came out. They said, what do you mean? Steve Harvey is telling women that the 90-day rule is the way to go. Now, here you are. You're saying sex is going to help me lose a man? I said, absolutely. I said, absolutely. I said, the men, are the moment you give a, the, that man the sex, the moment he busts that nut up inside you or, or on that tramp stamp on the back, you know, whichever, either one, whichever one, it's, it's going to cause him to, to, to lose interest. It's going to cause him to, somebody just tell you, say, you tripping. I'm not, I'm not tripping. Y'all, y'all are tripping. I'm not tripping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah. Y'all letting these men do all types of stuff, on, you know, in these weird places. That's what, what did Gerald Howard tell y'all back in the day was the, was the reason for the train? I didn't say, he said, y'all remember what he said it was for, what he said it was for? He said it was a, a, a target practice. It's every man's fantasy to, to aim right for that little, y'all got to, if you got one, I don't know if you want to get it covered up or do something. But get it removed. What they got the tattoo removal spots now. Something because that's 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 a target. That's a bullseye. And so the moment we see that, the moment these men do all this crazy, freaky stuff, he's going to his next sexual conquest. Okay, and it's just, there's no it, it, no part of the equation is is sex going to help you. Keep a man's attention. Any man who tell any any person who tells you that that I mean, think about really think about it from this perspective. What part of fornication is good? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can you make something positive? You know what I mean? How uh, of something that's obviously a sin, but something that's it's negative. Now, I'm not you know I'm not here to say oh you know I, I was a virgin before. I mean I'm not here to do all that. But I'm just saying we all know right from wrong. From a, you can look at it from a spiritual standpoint, or you can just look at it from an everyday worldly standpoint. But no matter how you look at it, it's going to mess up your relationship. Or excuse me, sex is a great way to prevent uh, potentially great relationships from even getting off the ground. You ever had really great chemistry for some with somebody? You're like, wow, I can really see myself with this person. You let them smash, then it's like, well, who are you? What the heck? What happened? The sex happened. So yeah, so 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 stop, ladies, stop falling for the BS. Okay, stop falling for the okie doke. Okay, the okie doke is for high school. That's for college. 
if you're a grown woman, you know what I mean, you're 30 years old, you're 40 years old, listening to men talk about some, no, nah, I got I to gotta experience you sexually, there's something wrong there. All right. One of the things, another thing I said, you know, kind of along those same lines is, I said, ladies, spend less time focusing on having a sexy body and more time having a beautiful spirit. You know, because, again, this is, that's, this is what we're here because, again, the spring is here. The nice weather is here. People are looking to hook up. I get it. You want to look nice. I mean, I was just at the gym the other day. You know, the, the, that, that's fun. There's nothing wrong with looking nice, keeping in shape. There's nothing wrong with it. However, if you put more attention and more focus on those eyebrows, on those nails, those eyelashes, just but get rid of the eyelashes, ladies. Please, please lose the eyelashes. No disrespect, but if you wear, and again, I hate to say this, but if you wear like fake eyelashes, okay, just like on a regular basis, <laughs> you're probably. I mean, it's probably not gonna go well for you. Okay, that, like that's not what we want. We want a woman who is again, if we're talking marriage, if we're talking relationship, we want a woman who is as close to I woke up like this as possible. Now, I'm not talking about Beyonce's I woke up like this. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know, like my wife. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I wake up next to her, she literally woke up like that. That's what we want because that's what the goal is, right? The goal, you're not, you're not talking about going out to a club, you know, getting somebody who's always made up, always done. At some point, you've got to be yourself. So if I'm, think about it. I mean, from a logical standpoint, if a man never sees you like that, right, how do you expect him to still be interested in you after he sees you like that if he never saw you like that to begin with. Now, I'm not saying walk around busted, but you got to let a man's imagination work. I'm not talking about imagining, imagining you sexually. I'm talking about imagining you busted. Because the thing about it, if a man can't still love you and be interested in you at your worst, you know, it, it's not going to work out. He's still got to be, he got to be able to look at you like, oh, man, yeah, her hair is not done. Oh, she doesn't have any makeup on. Oh, but I still love her. I still am interested in her. That has to be the goal. And if a man can never even imagine that because you, you always are, like, on 10, you know I mean, as far as your appearance goes, just think about it. Just let, that, let it marinate. Listen to the show a few times, and you'll get it. I know this is different from what society is teaching, but if you really listen, it makes perfect sense, and it's going to be, you know, the catalyst to you finding love. Right? You know, that beautiful spirit. My mom always used to tell me as a little kid, she used to say, good, she used to say, you, you guys are all, she said, all my children are beautiful. She said, you guys are all beautiful. But it's just as important to be beautiful on the outside <clears throat> as it is the inside. But you guys know what I mean. Just reverse that. But you, you see what I'm saying? You can't, it ha, it can't have, you can't have one without the other. Now, again, we're talking about single mothers today. 
unfortunately, I see a lot of, like I said earlier, a, a lot of defense mechanisms. There are a lot of emotional walls being put up out here. One of the things I said online and also in my new book, I said to all my happily single and single-by-choice women out here, I said God desires us all to have love. You can't have a great relationship with God and close yourself off to the idea of love. They're one and the same. I think I'm going to repost it. I think some more, there's some more people out here who need to hear that. Posted that several years ago. And it's like I said, if, you, if you're, you know, children are great, but if you're a single mom and you, you, act, you really want love, you've got to have the most humble, the most friendly personality possible. I'm just, you know, that's just a reality. You know, and shout out to some of the single moms that I know that I'm cool with. I'm not going to shout out any names, um, but some of the, I know some really, really, really cool, humble single moms who I know for a fact will be married uh, one day. <clears throat> you know, and the reality is there are a lot of women who have this, I don't need a man I'm happily single, I'm good, I'm single by choice, I was engaged before, I was married before, I kicked that nigga to the curb. Listen, that, that, that is not what we want. Okay, first of all, that's not what any man wants. Okay, nobody wants someone who, who we feel doesn't need us. Okay, a lot. I mean, it's just the reality of, of it. If you don't need a man, then you're not going to have a man. And a lot of women, they feel like that makes them weak. They feel like that makes them vulnerable. But remember, God, Adam was chilling in the in the Garden of Eden, right? He was chilling. He was fine. He thought he was fine, but God said He looked down and He saw that He needed. A woman, right? He needed a woman. So if if Adam needed a woman and Eve needed a man, why on earth would everyone be walking around out here with this Beyonce-induced independent woman syndrome? Why? I mean, I'm just saying, what part of the game is that? Where, where, who, where do they do that at? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would anyone think that that's okay? Why would you? Why would a man want a woman who is blatantly saying and posting on social media she doesn't need a man? What, who in their right mind would want a woman like that? I know I wouldn't. I know hell would freeze over before I want a woman like that. There's nothing wrong with saying I need my wife. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make me less of a man. And so I think that we have to get out of that that mentality because it, it, it oppresses us. It, a lot of people don't even realize they're being oppressed. You know, and, so, uh, and, and essentially they're ultimately becoming depressed as a result. So I know a couple more things. One of the things I said online, we see a lot of uh, – 
a lot of posts, you know, Facebook gives you the option to to uh, classify yourself as, you know, single or in an open relationship or complicated relationship. And, you know, these these things, ladies, are, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not going to motivate any man to want to get to know you. I mean, you must really want to be single if you put on your Facebook page you're in a complicated situation. I mean, you, you, might, you might as well just say, come dog me. You know, men, please try to have sex with me and nothing else from me ever in life. Because really what that says, I told you guys earlier, like if you're a single mom, if we're talking about single mothers, remember the assumption is already there that you're already in a, that's already a complicated situation no matter how you have a child's father. So that in and of itself is complicated. That complicates the situation from the door. So, but if you have, if you put that on your Facebook page, basically telling us that you you have an additional complication to the equation of someone that you're no doubt having sex with, right? You are, you know, but you're back and forth with that person. You're up and down with that person. You can't make up your mind. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? And so, I mean, what men in their right mind would take seriously someone who who puts that out there? And I get it. A lot of times people, you know, like I said, it's that defense mechanism. You put it out there to kind of tell people, hey, I'm fine. Yes, I'm 42. Yes, I'm single. Yes, I'm not married, whatever. Yeah, I've got a couple of kids, but it's fine. I'm good. Don't feel sorry for me. But that's, that's a defense mechanism. Nobody is fine, okay? Crying yourself to, to sleep at night is not fine. You know what I mean? Facebook, is, it's very, people, a lot of times people see right through it. Most times people see right through it. So you can say whatever you want on Facebook, but if you, I mean, most, most of these men see right through it. We know what's going on behind closed doors. So you might as well just be honest and open and transparent and say, hey, like I know some women, they're not like online begging for men, but they're humble. You know what I mean? Like they'll tell you straight up like, hey, yeah, it's Saturday. Like they'll joke about it. Like, yo, yeah, I sure wish I would, I had somebody to Netflix and chill with or somebody, a husband I could, you know, come rub my back. Right? You know what I mean? Something, whatever. It's like you're not being, like you're not being like a bitch about it. Like you're just, you're cool. You're letting people know, like, hey, yeah, I'm single, whatever. It's a Saturday night, but I'm in the crib chilling. But, yeah, I would rather be laid up with, with my boo right now. There, There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you look weak. It doesn't make you look corny or anything else. And those are the best women that are being sought out by these men, not the women who are, you know, checking in at these uh, events at 2 o'clock in the morning, posting drunk selfies, with their skirt hiked up, you know, makeup smeared off. Like, I mean, and they're, I see this stuff. Like, I, my, my, my son might wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning talking about something he wants a bottle or, you know, wants something to drink or whatever. So I might be up with him. I might check my phone at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm seeing drunk selfies. I'm seeing all types of stuff. And I'm like, yo, you, where, where are your kids at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's going on out here? 
Are you are you do you want do you want love or are you just trying to you want to be single? Huh? That's not you know the life. See one one thing I'll say one last thing. I'm gonna get up out of here. Is that uh, a lot of these men, most men, are coming out of what I call the player stage. Okay, around this time of life, you know, 35, 30, you know what I mean? Between 30 and 40, you figure most of these men have been pouring it up from 18 all the way up to 30, 31, 32, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's not right, and that's not everyone, but that's a lot of men. And so, you know, you that's the life that a lot of these men have been living. So as as you get out of that, what I call the dog and player stage, all you know, all this will be in my new book, explaining the the details of those stages. You you, you have to understand, ladies, if he's coming out of that stage, but yet you're still in that stage. You're you're traveling all over the place, doing every you know cruise and every girls trip and going to the clubs and VIP this. We don't want that type of woman. We want the women who, you know, who may for really ideally never did that stuff to begin with, but if anything, that's out of their system. That's the goal. So you, you just kind of got to make a decision, you know, what you stand for, what you want to represent, you know, and just live that life. You know, they, they, I don't know where, who came up with this, but, now I go on Facebook and everyone's quote unquote living their best life. I've had women posted up in posted up in bikinis, posting ass shots. Oh, living my best life. Like, well, who? What is that? Like, who came up with that? Like, what, is that everyone's status? Like, living your best life. No, the reality is. How many? Watch this. I'm sure you guys have seen that that hashtag, right? How many happily married people are posting that hashtag? I've only seen single single people posting it. And I would think that living your best life would be married, in love, kids, family. Like I would think that, that would that would be what the ultimate goal is. I mean, isn't and if that's not the goal, then not then what are you living for? Like what are you doing? Right? I mean, who who wants to just be out here? You know, single mom, single dad, chasing, constantly chasing, constantly searching. No one. Get ready to wrap it up, you know. Well, I'll leave you all with this. You know, I said uh, online, ladies, never feel like your, your, your happiness has to be contingent upon the acceptance of a man. I've done entire shows in the past over the years on, on on suicide in the black community, specifically suicide rates among African-American women. And you'd be surprised how many uh, women, you know, literally their happiness is contingent upon the acceptance of a man, whether that's, you know, an ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, baby's father, social media. They just feel like they have to be accepted. There's that constant search for likes for acceptance, for affirmation. You know what I mean? Like what? And, and I get where it comes from. I'm seeing where it comes from now. See, I have a six-year-old daughter who comes in, hey, I'm like trying to work or I'm trying to do something, 
watch a show or anything. Hey, no, no, daddy, daddy, look at me, look at me. Look, I can do a handstand. Look, daddy, look, daddy, I can stretch, I can do a split. Look, daddy, look at it. Look, I'm gonna, I'm fast. I can watch me race over here. Oh, look, I can dunk this basketball. Look, oh, daddy, look. Like I get that all the time. My wife will tell you, and I love it. I get it, and I and I encourage her the best that I can, because that that affirmation that she's seeking, if 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 someone like myself doesn't give her that affirmation, okay, yeah, I see you. Wow, great job. And I'm saying, wow. You're getting really good at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't give that to these little girls, craving for affirmation doesn't go away. It never goes away. So if they didn't get it from their father, they don't get it from their fathers, they still get older. They just end up seeking affirmation in other ways. They seek it on Facebook. They seek it on Instagram. They seek it on uh, Snapchat, Match.com, eHarmony, Tinder. You know, the bars, the lounges, the clubs, the girls' trips, they're going to get it, but that them getting, it's not, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's a different type of affirmation. That's why a lot of stuff, a lot of people say, well, why are you bashing them? I say, bashing the women. I said, if anything, I'm bashing these men. I'm bashing these no-good fathers, these fathers who were never around, never present, to give these little girls affirmation that they needed so that now what we see is, Social media is what it is. If people people didn't want to listen to Bill Cosby, you know what I mean? They they, they tarnished his reputation. All that valuable information that he was given, with the with the with the no shave and the the, the uh, HBCU sweatshirts, the dark sunglasses, people didn't want to listen then. So now I got to give that information. Fathers, give your daughters affirmation. There's a daddy daughter dance coming up. You know, I me and my daughter went to it. Uh, shout out to Daddy University. Here in the Philadelphia area, I went last year. It was a great, one of the best experiences, man. Like, literally, one of the best experiences. It's like a, you know, a formal, formal event that you can take daughters of all ages to. People are showing up in limos. I might mess around and get a limo. I probably won't. I'll probably drive. But, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that do that. But, like, the look on, the best thing was the look on her face walking into, like, this big, extravagant event, dressed up. You know what I'm saying? Seeing me dressed up, her dressed up, dressed up. Now, yeah, women get to do that type of stuff on their prom and this and that, but you see, you see, you see what's going on. Watch this. You see, like the prom. I said online the the prom shenanigans. You know, women dress coming out half naked, men showing up dressing like what I saw a dude in a dicky suit taking his his date to the prom. It's like when you have the opportunity as a little girl to get dressed up, throw on a nice dress, get your hair done. Right? You know what I'm saying? See your father open car doors, he open the, the regular doors for you. You, you. you know what I'm saying? You don't have that need to go all out, getting the, the donkey, what is the, what the camels, what is the Dubai and Philly chick. You don't really have that desire to do all this extra stuff because you already did that. You know what I'm saying? You, you already have a high level of self-respect because your father shows you you don't have to, you know, pose, you know, post up with your breasts out. You don't have to do that to be beautiful. You can just put on a nice, beautiful dress and get your hair done and your nails done to feel like a princess. A lot of women really want to be princesses. 
But instead of being princesses, they're settling for Beyonce. Well, I'm going to get dressed up like Beyonce. No, no, Men don't want to marry Beyonce. They want to marry a princess. You know what I'm saying? Someone with self-respect and dignity and class, not ass. You understand how that works? One of the things I said online is uh, when you're dealing with the man that God has for you, your relationship won't be co- uh, complicated because God isn't the author of fusion going on out here in dating and relationships, especially in the spring season. So when you have that spring season, when you have that thirst, you know what I mean, the thirst is it, it, all over, men, women, the thirst is crazy out here. It's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of people all over the place. They don't know what they want. But when you when you put God first, when you put that, you know, that, that desire to be pleasing to him first, it, it kind of takes away that confusion. It takes away the first, and you can kind of just chill. Like, okay, yeah, whatever, I'm single, but I'm good. So, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I, I want to thank you all for listening, man. Um, you know, shout out to all the newer listeners, people who maybe never tuned in before. I do this every Thursday. I've been doing this for about uh, on the air. Uh, so follow me at Dadon Tolbert. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything is at Dadon Tolbert. Subscribe to me on YouTube, uh, which is Ask Dadon on YouTube. Subscribe to me. Got a lot of videos on there. Uh, you know, add yourselves to the Friends of the Dadon Tolbert Show Facebook group where we have a lot of interesting debates and things like that. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, like I said, this this show was really for everybody, but specifically mothers and even more specifically single mothers. So if anyone took away something from this show that you want to maybe get further clarification on uh, through private relationship coaching, call me, 855-55-DATON. Uh, email me, askdaton at gmail. And uh, that's it, man. I'm going to talk to you all next week. You don't have to
Motivated you, girl. Hate on 